Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podside. This is, of course, Carlo. And uh, with me today uh, on my uh, player two and player, uh, weirdly, player three uh, uh, controls, Chris, Kurt, Gents, how are you? My quarter's on the top of the the cabinet, so I'm next. (laughs) I'm orbiting twin galaxies, Carlo, orbiting twin galaxies. (laughs) As as they would say in Puerto Rico, uh, weirdly uh, inflected, right? Tengo wiener. And you're like, you got a, you got a wiener? Oh, winner. Okay, never mind. My my bad. <laughs> so anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to be talking about, uh, this is a 2007 documentary. Uh, what is it? King of Kong, A Fistful of Quarters. Yeah. Which uh, I'll say that I think I, I watched it after, did it win? I, I forget what award it won. Or maybe it 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 came on my radar. It popped up on my radar because of like you know basically sci-fi nerds uh, mm-hmm. paid attention to it or something like that. Um, it, it, um, it, I don't think I think the was. AV Club was a big proponent. Oh, of it, it de- dude, it totally they they totally were. They, That's the, where I would have heard the of late it. lamented AV Club. Yes, oh. dude, they were. I, it's it, my 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 understanding of like mid two thousands films was just like. Reading the AV Club, basically. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Fair enough. Fair enough. R- the the RIP Club, apparently. But, yeah. Uh, but, but you know what? On that point, uh, it, this film did come out at a very strange time. Like there was this kind of wave, in I guess the mid to late two thousands of kind of like the new wave of indie documentaries, and I mm-hmm. feel like this was. I don't know if this was the first big one, but it was. It, it was definitely like a, a like a very notable phenomenon. In terms oh, of oh. like <clears throat> documentaries getting popular, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I think that um, one of the things that immediately sprung to mind as I was rewatching, I I, I probably watched this, I want to say like probably four, maybe five times, mm. um, since you know uh, that first time, like including the first time I saw it, uh, I I want to say like late two thousand seven, maybe two thousand eight, something like that, but um. I want to say it's probably three, but I, I'm gonna I'm willing to say there's two there that I've probably forgotten. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things that popped into my head as I was rewatching it this time uh, was that it uh, it definitely captures something just like it's it's like a live wire because it it offers like <laughs> King of Kong offers you something I believe we're all fans of, and it's it's just like these niche interests yes. that you have you, know, you may have brushing uh acquaintance with and there's and suddenly it delves into like the obsessive nerds that that just yes. this is their entire lives mm-hmm. and, and the other thing that that i i think this movie accidentally captures the end of a moment which was 
nerd, which was offline nerds, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Like there yeah. are no more offline nerds for the most part. <clears throat> you know, the all all nerds are for the most part hyper online, hyper networked. They have these these rich online, you know, virtual social lives. They're deeply connected with probably a huge community of other obsessive freaks. Mm-hmm. Um, that have their exact interest, but but the, a, a lot of the people in this film, especially you know Steve Weeby and Billy Mitchell themselves, mm-hmm. are offline nerds. Mm-hmm. They have mm-hmm. all the weird nerd hangups and qualities, but they're not hyper online, and they're often and th- this this I think is a is a big difference. They're not they're not even necessarily super worldly about their own fixation. It's mm-hmm. it, like like a lot of it, you know. I think you see this most clearly in the character of Steve where he's just like, he just likes Donkey Kong and he really wants to get a high score at Donkey Kong. And he does not, <laughs> he's not driven by the prospect of becoming internet famous. Right. Which right. now that would be an unavoidable aspect. of yes. Right. Right. Like he, he's actually like just genuinely, um, he's, at he's least as far sending in VHS. Tapes. <laughs> yes. Well, no, no, but like, remember he, he sends in the VH, ta- the, the VHS tape and, and, and for anyone that I guess has never heard of this movie, which it's, it, if you haven't, it's a fucking shame. Go it's, watch it. It's a sci-fi it's great. epic. It's directed by Zack Snyder. It's it's a space I know what you're opera. thinking, but no, yeah. Um, Carlo, but, but yeah, yeah actually, go, go watch why, it. Why are we doing this film? I love it. <laughs> I'm uh, curious what you're thinking. <laughs> I, I think I think it. I think to to a certain extent, it's it's adjacent. It's not genre, obviously, uh, but it is adjacent to nerdery and Nerd shit okay right? yeah, yeah 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 okay fair and, and it I, I think it fits under video games right uh this is honestly more... I, I didn't give it a second thought when when you suggested it i was just like fuck yeah let's do it <laughs> yeah no i i mean same dude if, if you tell me to read something or watch something or listen to something and then show up and talk about it for an hour hey baby we got a stew going we got a podcast. <laughs> the, the revolution will be podcast yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but anyway so so uh what was i gonna say so anyway what i was gonna say is that um uh go go watch the movie if you haven't yet pause yeah. pause this go watch the movie it's a what is it it's like uh 120 minutes like it's it's two hours something like that mm-hmm yeah. Um and, and it does not feel like two hours. It, no, it's it really fun, just it's zips along. What's uh, the thing uh, that well, well, the other, the oh, other I, thing go no go ahead. Oh go no ahead. no what, what I was gonna say is to, to, to just close out the, the thought that you you started, Kurt, is the fact that Steve Weeby when he uh initially sends in the tape and they t- they they're they're considering it, um and he you know he compares it against Billy Mitchell's score in Twin Galaxies uh, uh website he he's genuinely just amazed that he's being invited on to talk uh, on the morning show yes. and doing I, like I, puff dude, pieces. I mean it was unusual still like cuz this was filmed in what like 2006 or so to, yeah probably 2006 I mean, that, something that, like that that, yeah. that was pretty fucking unusual yeah, yeah. well like his his buddy the one that uh Chris I think you were you mentioned offline uh, that you love because he's just like constantly ripping through his cigarettes in the in Oh the interviews. yeah and he's like, yeah, I, you know, honestly, like if you if you talk to anybody out there, how many people do you know that know firsthand someone who's the best in the world at something? Right. And and he's not wrong. Like you're like, yeah, I I, I don't know. That's 
I don't think I know anybody like that in my in like within my inner or you know within the the, the 250 people that you statistically you know sort of know uh, on a day to day basis. Uh, but anyway, go ahead, Kurt. I, oh, I think I, uh, you were going to say something. I was going to say that um, watching this movie in 2023 was odd because it's a lot lower fidelity than I remember it being. Like, <laughs> yeah, it really, it like it looks worse than a YouTube video now. Like, <laughs> no, but but but. Um, it does have that kind of classic 60s, 70s documentary style to it, mm-hmm. much more so. Where It's just kind of a lot of like unaffected, just like hand shot footage. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it like in kind of, you know, ugly, shitty rooms that still somehow somehow everybody in this movie still looks like it's 1997. I don't. Yes. I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I genuinely well, I mean, yeah. don't understand. A lot of a lot of that may may be that it's filmed in Iowa, New Hampshire, and Florida. So, <laughs> but no, That's dude, um, Steve lives in Redmond, Washington. Yes, yes, You're right. Yeah. He's yeah. in like the cradle of like the modern nerd at that time. Like that was that was like the place to be. Well, I that, remember we that, went that on was, a school trip there, and I was like, I'm in the nerd place. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that that's uh, that that was one of the lead-ins to that uh, one of the. The news shows that he yeah. went to Bill Gates. Bill, Bill Gates. Gates yeah. yeah. Bill Gates isn't the only famous uh, name in Redmond. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, the the real thing I think that works in, fa- in in works in favor of this movie or works in this movie's favor is just there's so many weird guys. There's so <laughs> this is, many this, weird guys. Yes. I know one of the weird guys. It's, yes, it's, this is a film. This is a documentary yeah. that is all about these guys. This is just yes. about yeah. This is really not about Donkey Kong. This is just about guys. This is just well, about yeah. weird. Guys. One one of the things that I was I was going to snarkily uh, comment on because you you said that that you know Steve and, and and Billy and not so much Billy but Steve and and a lot of the people that that are interviewed in this are, are offline nerds. But what I was going to snarkily say was that weirdly. Whether they're offline or online, the the tactics in this documentary uh, that that are used against Steve Weeby <laughs> are very similar. Oh no, dude, they are. They're dude, exactly they are. The, like <clears throat> I, I kept on like I kept on like flashing. It was like a shuffle. It kept on flashing from like general sci-fi nerd shit to this to uh to thinking about like the culture <laughs> novels and the minds just sort of like just ragging on uh, on somebody behind their back you know it's oh just my God. <laughs> dude to, to, or, okay i just want to ask up front who who's y'all's favorite guys or or guy mm. if you had to pick one guy <laughs> from this movie who's your guy well it, more from a point of fascination than anything but I, I really am interested but in that Steve Sanders guy who's oh, like Oh yeah, yeah, dude. He's he's Billy Mitchell's Renfield. <laughs> yes. But like he well, you no, know, no, no, no. Hold hold on, hold on. Because uh he's he's Renfield, but then there's uh uh there's basically a worm tongue in the wings, which is Billy Kuh. Yes, yes, Billy Kuh is great. <laughs> um no, but I I, I, I kind of loved the the shot of Billy Kuh like just throw it was like throwing the, the the power strip into his bag <laughs> and then stomping out to his car and throwing it just <laughs> slamming the trunk shut you're like jesus christ buddy <laughs> but steve but, sanders uh, whole think- like lawyer thing is really good the fact that like he's he's both clearly an attorney and also like a, a you know really annoying 
and and then <laughs> but then B just like a fucking weirdo. Like yes. such a weirdo. Well, he's 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 also uh, you're going to say he's a man of the law but also a man of the cloth. I love dude, I love when he's like we need somebody like Bush. Yeah. Yeah. Just, it's so it, it's like this is going to be me in like old man mode but but like I I feel like, you know, zoomers don't really get that like it, it, there was genuinely an argument about whether George Bush was smart or not. And <laughs> like and and there were people who would say no, like the, the response was not, no, he, he is smart. A lot of the times the response was, no, he is stupid. And that's what we need. A strong, stupid. Man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sometimes you need a stupid man. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes. That's uh, um, sometimes my, my favorite guy uh, is the head referee. Um, for Twin Galaxies, not uh, not Mar- the- Marchek, oh. Marchek, Marchek, Walter yes. Day, yeah, Marchek, oh. so Marchek, honestly, shows- yeah, like honestly, Marchek is just. I think I agree with you, Kurt. He's he's the guy who's like buried in VHS yes, tapes. Yes, he's like yes, I, he's like, I have to watch this this twelve hour nibbler cassette. <laughs> and he's like, you have to pay attention to see if they're doing it right. Oh my god! And, and then and he, he points he points to like a a, a small stack of what I imagine is like 12 to 18 hours worth of video. And he goes, but that's that's not even the real work over here. And then he goes over to the table. And it's just like stacked even higher. Like, Jesus Christ. This is this is how they made AM from I have no mouth and I must scream hate humanity. They, they made him watch VHS tapes of, of people, <laughs> people's nibbler high school. <laughs> well, it, it's a, uh, it's a, or or maybe it's Ladybug. Who knows? He's no, but yeah, he he is such a classic guy of this type. Where it's well, just I, like, I think the 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 phrase that jumped to mind uh, that that you and I have chuckled over, Kurt, was when he came on screen, and I could hear like specifically because I I've met I I don't know if you have, but I know at least three people that sound exactly that yeah. same weird nasal tone and sort of like weirdly detached but also like just on the verge of being neurotic yeah like like uh i I know at least three people like with that i've met within the last 10 years that sound exactly like marcheck and um the thing is that he's just he's just why Wow! He's he's Honestly, bearing the like, weight of the universe on, well, on I mean, his shoulders with his VHS I th- I think, tapes of Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, that's that's also the thing, right? Because he's he's sort of the guy that's holding <laughs> it's holding Twin Galaxies together, and he seems to have like actual ethics. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Everyone, yes, everyone else is is cl- clearly fucking up to something. And yeah. which, but, which, but oh, know, oh, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention the word that came to mind. For me, Kurt was Grognard. Gro- oh Marchek yeah, dude, Absolute, is a definite hard, Grognard. Hardcore Grognard. Hardcore Grognard. This is <laughs> he's he's the nerd that like the other nerds would be like, oh man, here comes that nerd. <laughs> but but I, I I have to say, you know what? The those those guys got a lot of shit. Um, you know, when I was a kid. But I have to say, I think that they're a big. I I think that their their recession into the mists of time is one of the things wrong with like modern fandoms is yeah, is that yeah. not enough not enough respect is paid to the grognard. <laughs> well, I mean, but but I, I I we were joking, but I I honestly think because uh, you know let let's let's be upfront. Twin Galaxies is develop, is Walter Day says so. It, it, you know 
right up front um, that uh, that that Twin Galaxies, which is the certifying uh, entity organization, if you will, uh, for all of these video game high scores, uh, you know, sort of given that uh, given that uh, authority as well by later on in in the documentary by the Guinness Book World you know Book of World Records. Um, so Marchik is essentially the he's the mega volunteer. He's the guy that mm-hmm. watches all of those fucking videos. Yes. Like yeah, he's like we don't, um, we don't see we don't unpaid. see Walter Day doing that. <laughs> no. 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 Yeah, Walter unpaid. Day is it's 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 funny because when Walter Day comes on, he goes to great pain like he he wears his, you know, his like his like black and white striped referee's outfit. <laughs> he walks around with a clipboard and stuff, but he's clearly not the guy. He's the fucking salesman. And you you peg that quite quickly. And the other thing that comes up very, very early around the same time that you start feeling like Twin Galaxies is maybe not all it's all it's cracked up to be is um, when uh, just just Steve Sanders just talking about, yeah, that was the first time that I cheated. <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> I lied about well, a score. Well, that, that was that was when basically Walter Day sort of like catapults onto the scene. Right. Yes. Uh, because that's the Life magazine sh- photo shoot in 1982 where mm. Steve Sanders beats meets Billy Mitchell and uh, right. is it Mark Alpiger and there's a couple of other like Todd Rogers uh, is is in, in that shot Alpiger as well. I don't was there because he's he's a little bit younger. He's I, I want to talk I want to talk a little bit about him because I'm I'm somewhat acquainted with him. Uh, okay fair, fair enough. <laughs> oh. Yeah yeah I, th- I think you're okay. you're right. He you're right. Up, yeah. <laughs> he, he's sort of like in between uh, but but yeah yeah you're you're right you're right. Uh, but but there are like I'm sorry I'm getting I, I did like more research than was necessary. There's a there's a, a weird um, it feels like it's almost counter programming uh, documentary called Chasing Ghosts. Yes, which is much more sort of like neutral slash favorable towards Twin Galaxies because it it basically it interviews. A lot of Billy Mitchell, a lot of Walter Day, a lot of Steve Sanders, and then you get some of the other people that were in, in that 1982 shot, like like Todd Rogers and and yeah. I forget. There's a bunch of other guys too. Oh, dude, Todd uh, all, Rogers. All types, you got to talk about Todd guys. Rogers at some point. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, he he also God in that chasing ghost one. You're like, oh, I don't know when things turn south. You know, like the hurricane and this, and then my wife had 15 people living with me, and then she divorced me, and then she died. And you're like, Jesus Christ, buddy, when when did it turn south? (laughs) I don't know. You tell me. I think you've been telling me quite quite eloquently. Anyway, go ahead, Kurt. Oh, I I was gonna say so. I wanted to talk a bit about Billy Mitchell and Steve Wiebe because, first of all, you know, it's th- this is always the first thing that that people say about this movie is that like Billy Mitchell basically makes makes the movie, and they were just they, they were blessed with like an eminently fucking hateable, detestable man. <laughs> he sucks yeah. so bad and so viscerally. He, so he, so he, so he, before we get into it, let me because this was exactly the question I was thinking about and really trying to discern because it's obvious that the documentary has a bias. Uh, clearly, very clearly, like down to yeah. like, obviously, like like you said, Kurt, the fact that Billy Mitchell has that super f- like the mega mullet, like the a, a beautiful, <laughs> a beautiful 
mane and of hair. And it's always kind of flattened. It's always kind of weirdly flattened. Like yes. it's 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 both lush and a little bit lifeless. Yes. Like yes. Uh, like it's been taxidermied sometimes. Yes. And um and uh, like he loves to dress in black. So and and he's got a beard and he's got like a weird he's, um he's got the he's got like a detached somehow too though. He's got the what? Even though even though he's like a fairly slender man, he's got the blow T like um like uh what's his name has um from uh from uh from from Under Siege who does those movies now where he just like sits Oh, down you're talking about Steven Seagal. Steven yeah, Seagal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, yeah, he has got, like he's a got Steven Seagal vibe going on, which is strange cuz he's a very slender man. <laughs> well, he I think the issue is that he in almost every shot, he his face is just dead. And he, yeah. he looks like he has dead eyes too. And the, yes. it, it's weird because he's got like blue eyes. He's he's not unattractive. Let's put it that way. So you you'd think he'd be able to I don't know put on some charisma. Yeah. He's he's got like anti charisma. He's a he's a yeah. Coen Brothers movie character. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I was going to say he, I, I was going to say he was more like somebody who's who uh jumped out of like a Tim and Eric sketch yeah. or something like that. Like where he's just like it's just you know, he's he's aiming for something, he doesn't quite reach it and like his true self is kind of shining through and it's a little repulsive. Um <laughs> <laughs> it, like the you know the thing that struck me the most about on this rewatch um is there's not as much Billy Mitchell as you think there is mm-hmm. like he does take up a lot more of your imagination than yeah. the actual movie devotes yeah. to him a lot of it's just people talking about Billy Mitchell and we never actually see him playing a game do we no, at all nope not not once not once yeah uh I, and and uh, I sorry Chris uh, that just brought to mind you know like whenever Billy Mitchell is on screen people should be asking <laughs> where is Billy Mitchell um, I mean I think the trick is you get you get like a solid like 15 almost 20 minutes of him right at the start before yeah. before but before you see even a fucking shadow of Steve Weeby yes and, it's and true. so true, like yeah. and you know th- I I think this film is very well like structured like mm-hmm. it just it's you know it's kind of like clumsily shot at times it's kind of clumsily edited at times uh but but like it's just compelling and they just did a really good job of capturing what is detestable about about uh Billy Mitchell but then also um S- Steve Weeby is uh I gotta say, he hit different this time. <laughs> yes, he's, he's, he's sort of, he's sort of like honestly, like I, I, I had to agree with, uh, with even like weird chud Roy Schilt, and he's like, yeah, bro, you gotta go out there, and you can't be a chump. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the other thing is, the, 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 to, to me, there's a genuinely difficult to watch scene, and it's where Marchek mm. is is watching Steve. Oh, Levy's oh, yeah, tape, yeah. And you can hear. The kid Steve in the background. Weedy's kid yelling at him in the background, saying, "I hate Donkey Kong. Stop playing Donkey Kong." And he and and yeah. like as he's getting the high score, and I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Okay, like I didn't. Uh, this this hits a little different when I think about yeah. just fucking well, ignoring well, I, my kid to play. I, Donkey I, I Kong. thought I thought it was very funny when Marchick himself is like <laughs> he's like chuckling through it yeah. because yeah. so so uh, you you cut out the best part. Because the kiddo had, I guess, just gone to the bathroom. I'm gonna guess he's oh, he's like yeah. two, or, my two or three or four or something like that. That's he's right. still yeah, and he's like, 
okay, Papa, please come up here. He's like, you need me to walk your bottom? He's like, come up, come down here, come down here, because he's, he can't get away from the, he's like on a difficult board. I, I yeah. get why. And like, he, he, like, you get the voiceover because I was having the game of my life, which, you know, <laughs> anyone who's ever had that gambler's itch, yeah. you know that feeling. And you know how just like tunnel vision you can get about it. Uh, and so you you feel, you, you understand, but at the same time, like he's in his garage. <laughs> this yes. isn't like an arcade. Uh, you know, he's he's so dead set on this. But but I think the the, the payoff here was Marcek sort of like, just sort of like <laughs> chuckling at, at the fact that he's watching, like he's listening to some human drama shit happening yeah. while <laughs> a high score is being achieved. Uh, and he's like, oh, that, that, that was good. That was good. He, he almost got it there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's... I, 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 lo I love Marcek because you know that he's the type of guy who talks to the screen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, I do think that they do a good job of kind of to, to, like I was saying, though, I, I also feel like the film presents him more pathetically than I noticed at first. Like they oh, make oh, a real yes. there's a when, when they kind of like tell his life story, they get so mean to him. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, he's, oh, I, he's never I, I really been soup. He's never really been great oh. at anything. He's just been OK. It, if my stuff. wife was on camera, like saying some of the things that his wife says about him, <laughs> I would have been like. Not no, very happy. No, weirdly, weirdly, you know, I I felt I I felt even more sympathetic to her, uh, even if she's saying these things because I, oh to, yeah, to a like, certain degree she 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 sees that in him, like she yeah. sees the true Steve Weeby, <laughs> and and still she loves him, and like she sheds tears at the end, and like it, it's oh, it's yeah. sort of moving and everything because you're like yeah you're you're right like. It, it is it is sort of a, a sad sack story. Now I was going to mention that because so I got two questions. Uh, one, this is a weird. I felt like it was a weird inversion of the usual up until this point, the usual you know slobs versus snobs type of uh, antagonism. This was like inter nerd conflict. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and and I mean that's not a question. That's more of a. I think more, more of a statement. comment, really, professor. My, more, more of a comment. I've got only a comment. Um, so, but but I was going to mention that uh, because of that underdog dynamic, I think we've been talking about it already. But do you think that the documentary actually constructs Billy into an antagonist, or does he do that? I mean, because obviously they're editing things in certain yeah. ways. But but do you mm. think that Billy is the antagonist? I, there is a a correct answer outside of the film. <laughs> I think that I think that the film probably picks up on something that Billy is doing intentionally as 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 a character at the time that the film was was being made because he clearly is not. I, I I mean he's just saying awful, egotistical, arrogant shit directly into the camera at great length it's not like they're editing you know it's not like it's not like, <laughs> like they're taking him out of context mm -hmm. they're they're just pointing a camera at him and i think that he he very much enjoyed that and it seemed mm -hmm. i mean to get a little extra textual after the movie he seemed to very much enjoy um his his kind of added infamy as you know the bad guy heavy sort of so right 
Yes, I do think that it's constructing him, but I also think it's it's just doubling down on something that he was doing himself already. Right. Yeah. I. I yeah. I, I don't think it. They weren't doing it whole cloth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. I, I. I don't think it's unfair. Uh, no. Is, is yeah. what I came away with, and, and more so when you when you look up stuff that happened after this came out. Yeah. Uh, which we can get into <laughs> after we we finish. So yeah. so general synopsis of the film. Steve guy Weeby, plays Donkey Kong. <laughs> well, no, no. Let, let's let's give the Steve Weeby sad sack story. Okay. Steve yeah, Weeby yeah. on what was it the, the the day after he closes on his new house in Redmond, Washington, yes. gets fired from his job uh, at Boeing. <laughs> yeah. Buys a, a Donkey Kong uh, and actually a Donkey Kong Junior cabinet. Yeah. Uh, has a Donkey Kong board in it. And begins to teach himself how to play Donkey Kong, and then we get all this sort of backstory about how he's uh, he's he's never been number one at anything. He's just sort of like been average, or when when an opportunity to really stand out has come up, he somehow self sabotages or gets injured, or something happens that he can't really sort yeah, of like the, get for the example chance. like this. The story, he's like the star pitcher and his like arm gave out like right before the championship game or something like that. Right. And so he couldn't pitch that game. And so uh, he he just looks up again in the the Twin Galaxies uh, 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 book. The or actually, no, he looks it up on the website what the high score is. And it's held by Billy Mitchell's established in 1982. Um and for Donkey Kong was 874,000 points, I think, even. Um, which, you know, there's some other drama where uh, uh, this is where Billy Mitchell Renfielded, re- Renfieldized uh, Steve Sanders. <laughs> Dude, it's so ex- fun. Exposing- Dude, it is. Dude I, can I just say really quick, the way that mm-hmm. Billy Mitchell talks about Steve Sanders and the way that Steve Sanders talks about Billy Mitchell mm-hmm. is very off-putting. It's very yes, it's very it's, disturbing. It's ve- it's also very one-sided. Obviously, it's, yes, it's yeah. like it, well, no, I don't think it's that one-sided. Like Steve Sanders even kind of leans into it and is like, "Yes, Billy Mitchell may say it's got an almost like sexual dynamic to it." Honestly, <laughs> like like I'm saying Renfield for a reason here. Mm, fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Do you think that he needs to capture uh, three Dig Dug players to equal one? pac-man player (laughs) anyway um, by the way i i am i I am i am not doing libel (laughs) that was not a libelous (laughs) statement (laughs) no 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 no. (laughs) yeah that's um but anyway um so can i ask kurt what was your first uh arcade game my my first arcade game i think was pinball um and i i couldn't tell you what uh, what like what like a pinball, game. a pinball play uh game uh blah, 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 machine like an old yeah yeah I I was okay, primarily gotcha. now when I was a child I was primarily a pinball player and then when I became a man I put away childish things things and uh, arcade games and, yes, yes. uh I, I would say so my big arcade game when I was a little kid was Defender mm, um, okay and I liked that because I liked the spaceship. Um, now that I have grown and understand more about the world and have learned a thing or two, uh, I because joust. you've gotten older, you, pr- you prefer you prefer video I, games. They have I, like an iPhone, one button. 
Uh, I well, yes, I prefer joust. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. The time to put away childish things and set yes. forth into the wider world of uh, on the oh, back man. of my ostrich. Joust, joust, I loved. I loved. I, joust I had a fascinating. Although, although I, I was not good at it. None of those Williams games were. I was very good at. They, they were um, just a little too hardcore. I, I think my first one was Asteroids, the original one. Oh, yeah, with like the little vector graphics looking stuff. Yeah. Chris. Galaga. Galaga. Yeah, that's, a, baby. that's a fucking that's, classic game. That's a mainstay. That's a mainstay yeah. right yes. there. Yeah. You know, you know that your arcade is very good if all you have is a Galaga game. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's still some arcades around around here, and uh I've taken my girls to them a couple times and they, they run around and have, you know, they think it's cool. It's it, it's funny, like We've gotten far enough away from old games that they no longer have the patina of like shittiness of being old, mm-hmm. and now they become like like almost art in a way. Like yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just a it's just a it's a weird cultural artifact. Whereas like like when I was a teenager, you know, so, like Pong was not cool. It was just old. <laughs> it wasn't retro cool yet. Well, I think I think to to your point, it it's viewed a little bit more uh, artistically, in part because it's viewed as definitely ha- something that was created with constraints and yes. you know, that that is creative uh, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. Uh, granted, it was created to um, you know yeah. milk quarters out of you, uh, but uh, can, can I just say by the way, I don't like Donkey Kong. Fair, especially fair. much. I, I think I, it's I, fine. I, thought, I, but... I, I think the only time I've I finally uh, vibed with uh, Mario properties, you know, like a Nintendo game, yeah. was probably the Mario Brothers game. I so mm. I do like that game, but Donkey Kong, I'm I'm not a fan of. Honestly, I, I just well, don't I think... think it's an interesting game, and I hate I hate all the backtracking that you wind up having to do. I don't mm. know. I just eh. I think I think the uh I think Billy Mitchell actually puts it very well in that it's like the average Donkey Kong game doesn't last more than like a minute. Yeah. yeah. It's just I think he says it's pure brutality. And and he's not wrong. Like Donkey Kong is a punishing fucking game. Yes. It, mm-hmm. it is not fun to play if you do not know shit about it. Right. Um uh, and so, you know, like in general, I think it's it's a very um, like a very difficult game to get into. But I guess, you know, like if you're an obsessive weirdo like Steve <laughs> Wiebe, <laughs> who, who ends up drawing a beautiful mind like on his uh, cab, like on his screen <laughs> uh, to measure yeah. out exactly you know, where. OK, if I do this here, I mean, it, it's great. He he sort of like um, compartmentalized all the all the little patterns uh, in in such a way that he could understand them, and it's it's really good. Well, here, here's one of the things that that did come to my mind as I was watching this is, I think that Steve Weeby is kind of a different kind of nerd than the rest of most of the people in this because he's definitely a computer nerd, mm-hmm. right? Like you can mm-hmm. tell, yes, you can smell it on him. You you yeah. you can tell that he's online as all shit because also the first thing he does when he's like Donkey Kong is he, he is he Google's Donkey Kong high score yeah. right like well well and I think it also uh, even through the different ways that they express themselves about how to play right because Steve Weeby doesn't doesn't really mince words about like yeah sure I I you know like he's he's 
open about the fact that he draws on the thing and he's he's trying to figure out the patterns and he's trying to study it. And when mm-hmm. when you hear Billy Mitchell or even Steve Sanders or any of the older guys mm-hmm. talk about it, they, they, they always it, it sounds so much like a weird eugenicist thing where it's like, oh, yeah, that's in the blood, man. You it's, a, it's an innate <laughs> skill somehow that they have. And you're like, no, it's not. Now, well, now here's the weird thing that I only just learned, and I and I don't know what to make of this uh, this knowledge. Now, I would have assumed that uh, Steve Weeby was significantly younger than Billy Mitchell, but they're almost the same age. Oh, oh I I, wow. I would have figured that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I think it's it's also um, let, let's not forget that uh, one of the things that stuck stuck out to me too is the regional um the regional aspect of the characters right mm. uh because billy mitchell is florida he's right yeah oh, he straight is, he up is, trash yeah, he's florida very very florida yeah he's extremely florida <laughs> late 90s like florida. like a yeah like a certain trashiness to him yes which you know it not necessarily a dig i think he's he pulls like, it off he's like donnie darko you know, antagonist uh, <laughs> yes. levels of Florida. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, and Steve Wiebe is, you know, just Redmond, Washington. Just a, yeah, yeah, just well, a little schlubby guy. Isn't it not a little too, guy? Uh, I swear that like the video quality is better in the Steve Wiebe <laughs> segments too. Like, like it feels it. It feels like you went from 1987 to 1995, basically. Mm. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well, I mean, yeah. even even the stuff where, um, like, I, I thought this was a little uh, a little like, guys, what are you doing? Uh, when they interview Billy Billy's wife, did you notice the low angle? No. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. They're they're, they're shooting oh, from like the tabletop, so that it's basically your center, uh, like the 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 field of vision. Your center of field of vision is like right on her cleavage, and granted, she's wearing like a. a a, a very swooping neckline type of thing. Uh, so it's obvious that, you know, she's, she's very uh, endowed. Let's put it that way. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I just found that to be like, guys, come on, you didn't need to do this. This is, <laughs> this is this a bit is, much. Yeah. This is, this is in, in, in that respect. And so many others, I feel like this is in some ways like the last gasp of the late nineties somehow. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. In, in, in a way that is achingly like, apparent to me now but wasn't at the time that i watched it the time i watched it, i was like oh yeah nerds you know yeah <laughs> these are the nerds the, of which i and my friends are um and now i look at it and i'm like oh wow like that was the end of an era like that was the last the last gasp of the 90s nerd is like is like mm-hmm. in this movie so yeah. strange yeah yeah um but yeah, so so uh, and so let, let, let's continue with the brief synopsis, because it's basically Steve Wiebe manages to uh, record a high score that is much like 200,000 points higher and plus yeah. than than uh, and, was recorded for Billy Mitchell. And there's uh, no there's no real suspense there either. Like they show him the, the first time you see Steve Wiebe playing he's within like 10,000 points of, of the world record. Right. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's clearly you know, he's clearly like beating it repeatedly and not recording it. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, so then this is where the big sort of turn in the movie happens where he submits the, the tape. Uh, we, we talked about it previously, uh, uh, Rob Marchek watches it, um, basically certifies it. Uh, Walter day, uh, you know, basically 
says, you know what? No, this is videotaped. We, they, they actually, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. So, they sent, they sent two people there. That's right. That's right. Go ahead, Chris. Right. Because, because it, it turns out that Weeby has befriended, um, Roy Schilt. Oh, what's his name? Roy Schilt. Yeah. Mr. Awesome. Mr. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's, he's, he's obviously like somebody that's deep in what I guess at that point would still be called the manosphere. Right. Uh, yeah, he he was like a pro, proto pickup artist kind of mm-hmm. guy. Um, yeah, and, and he comes he, he, he uh, comes out initially dressed as Mister Awesome, which is he looks like a like a really uh, swole milkman. I don't know why he's yeah, wearing he's that very outfit. Odd. He's an odd. Um, he's an odd gentleman. But but then he's he's like doing like a Patton uh, impression. Yeah, but with like a weird uh, gangster. <laughs> it's like yeah, no, no troop of mine is going to. You're know, like what? You're doing Gary Cooper? Yeah, why? Why are you doing Gary, Gary Cooper? You're supposed he's to be very Patton. strange. And he he has a record something, but uh, missile command. But he is missile command. Uh, missile command. Late, later, and, and he is considered Billy Mitchell's nemesis, considered by Billy Mitchell and Mr. Awesome himself. <laughs> uh, so they, they, it turns they're out contractually, that he, they're contractually uh, they're each each other's nemeses. They're henching them, yeah, or arching them. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then um, it turns out that he gave Steve Weeby the 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 Donkey Kong board, so they are like, "Well, this might have been." you know, screwed with or something. So they send out two people out to Washington. That, that's the thing that like, well, no, no, they, they, there was one of the guys that was ne- that lived nearby. So I, I'm going to oh, guess okay. like within right. the state or something to that effect. Right. Okay. Uh, but I, I don't know where the other guy came from, but I would hope that also somewhat nearby, but who knows, maybe he lived in fucking Idaho or Northern California. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's 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 a bit of a, like it, it's weird. Uh, they show up at at Weeby's house uh, when mm-hmm. he's out, <laughs> and, and uh, N- Nicole Nicole Weeby, like honestly, like Nicole Weeby is a fucking she is a trooper, man. Mm-hmm. I think I think she is the actual hero of this entire yes. documentary. Yeah, uh, because she's like, no, yeah, you know, like you can't come in. And she left and her mom is there and they still managed to wheedle their way into the garage to check out and, and take photographs of the of the board. And then they cut to, to Rob Marshak going like, well, you know, any type of gumminess on the board, any type of this or that, you know, this uh, like he's he's being like he's doing his job. But it's also like they they've sort of pointed the wrong weapon. Yeah. <laughs> In the wrong direction, because it's like because also Marchek has sort of bought into the idea that, oh, well, Roy Schilt, uh, because of Twin Galaxy (laughs) and Walter Day's relationships with Billy Mitchell over the years, have come to the conclusion that Roy Schilt is persona non grata within their organization. And therefore, anything uh, Roy Schilt is 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 involved in adjacent to anything well that no 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 uh, warning you know I, the, the red flags all over the place i feel like these people take on an almost like olympian character as you to like like as we talk about them more like <laughs> they're, they're they're almost elemental figure mr awesome roy schilt you know swapping it's it, like it it literally sounds like a pro wrestling routine like, like, yes. you know, oh, and, you know, he gave him a fake board that he swapped out to steal the record, you know. 
Well, I, would you that that would be really funny if if all of this documentary was just recording the kayfabe between Schilt and and Mitchell, right? I mean, it's it's plausible. It's honestly, it's entirely plausible to me. That's one of the strange things. I mean, is, like, it, it, yeah, like I, I think you're you're right. It is entirely plausible, given the fact that Mitchell is basically through a series of, like he he's able to confound Weeby, you know, r- repeatedly just through proxies. <laughs> He's an yeah. almost like Luciferian figure. Yes, yes, yes. He is like I, I'm almost expecting. I'm almost expecting him to to approach Weeby and ask him to draw a clock. You know. And... <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just it's it's so off putting. Like like he's he's honestly like Hannibal to Weeby's Will Graham. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think that speaks to what's so fascinating about this is like the seriousness that these people take in this whole like specific subculture about something that you consider a game. Correct. Yeah. And, and the the fact that they've built up these like per, like yeah. insular, you know, feuds and personalities and everything around that's what makes this so fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, and and like you said, Kurt, it, it's be- long before any sort of like internet right. poisoning could really right. set because, in. Because like there are documentaries um from like a little bit later about the indie game scene and like the competitive speed running scene, for instance. And it's just not as fun. Like there's just not, there's just not as many distinct or, or, or like the fighting game scene. There's just not as many distinct guys. There's just not. Well, I, I do wonder I, like to, to your earlier thing, Kurt, like I do wonder if just the online Ness yeah. factor is something to, to consider because if you are online, and you are also like a competitive gamer online, your sort of money, your bread and butter is being online exactly. and preserving that yes. persona. So you cannot be a like a, we, a fucking be an, an, sweaty yes, weirdo yes, on you camera. You can't be an off-putting weirdo who wears like a gigantic, you know, who, 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 who has a fucking mullet and wears like these gigantic Donald Trump ties. You can't. Yeah, I, was, right. I was gonna. I was gonna ask you. It's like one of my uh, my my little non sequitur questions. Like, who do you think Billy Mitchell uh, voted for? In the oh, last absolutely. Election? Oh, dude, absolutely. <laughs> we, we, we know who he voted for. Here's yes. the other thing, though. Like, Billy Mitchell is the sort of person who, you know, what? I bet he has a huge TikTok account. I'm just gonna guess, or or something somewhere. He seems mm-hmm. like he like like he he probably would be able to work social media pretty well, right? But your Steve Weebies and your Marcheks, like I don't know, I'm you know they, they're they're not they're not like posters. They don't have the poster spirit like Billy Mitchell does. Maybe Steve well, Sanders has the poster spirit. You know, Steve, Steve Weeby, like on very like on more than one occasion on camera, is like just generally like just wiping away his tears. You know, I, like yeah. like don't yeah. get me wrong, this isn't this isn't to to belittle him or anything like that. But he, in comparison, he he looks a little like a little soft, right? Yeah, he's just an innocent man. He's he's just uh, a normal man. He's just he's <laughs> just normal men. <laughs> but um, but I mean, to a certain extent, you you feel that defeat with him because you understand how difficult it is. And I think this is the this is the thing that I took away from uh, this entire documentary this time around is how easily, right? Uh, a a, especially a an organization that considers itself very important to 
to the particular hobby or or what have you, right? The the genre, sh- shall we say, uh, that they adopt, they they consider them, themselves a very serious uh, you know organization, but it's all volunteer run, and how quickly that can fall into sort of like a like an inertia and, and a yes. capture. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's very and it's very much in group stuff, like. Uh, you know, everybody knows Billy Mitchell from the 80s yeah. and everything. And well, here and comes he's, this random... he's part of the organization. He was part of Twin Galaxies for a bit. Yes. Right. And and so did you I, I don't remember if this comes up in the film, but the guy who authenticated Billy Mitchell's um, record that that put him back on top mm-hmm. yeah. uh, that he submitted by. By tape, by videotape, yeah. That was Todd Rogers, and Todd Rogers uh, was busted for basically falsifying all of his records, as it turned oh, out. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we, we can get into that because there's there's at least two different instances, I think. Uh, one being the videotape presented in the documentary. Right? Yes. Oh, this this part's great. Yeah, because it's it was what it, it was like it was like 2018 or something. It was it was, it was like like 11 years later. Yes, 11 years later. And 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 you know what, Kurt? I have a little trivia, a little personal trivia, shall we say, about uh, specifically right before that 2018 uh, ruling. But anyway, so so in the in the in the documentary. Um, they 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 say, uh, Steve Weeby, this is great. This is a, a great accomplishment, but we cannot certify that. You have to come to a sort of like a, a certified area, and they they offer him fun spot, which I believe is where um, where Walter Day and Brian Koo and I forget what, who's the I forget the name of the bald guy. Um, uh, who also works at Fun Spot, which is in in New Hampshire. So he has to fly across the country to go yeah, play get, fucking Donkey Kong. Right. I mean, I get the sense that there there is some sort of like event going on, right? Like it's like a kind of like a come and yes. play type of thing. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was like some sort of comp- some some competitive uh, yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, so what'll typically happen is they'll have these events where um, there will be like there might be 20 different cabinets that are active, you know, or like, like 20 different games that you're allowed to play and you need to like set a high score or set like a certain score above a certain threshold on X number of them to qualify in, in like different rounds. I've, I've played in these and did pretty badly in in general, (laughs) but like that, that seems to be the general way that, that it works. It's like, it's, it's like demonstrating like reasonable mastery of multiple numbers of games. Yeah. But um, in any case, what I was going to say is that he ha- he flies out to Fun Spot, which is in Laconia, New Hampshire, um, to go have his game certified there. Uh, and there, uh, like Walter Day also works there. So does Brian Koo. Uh, Brian Koo is who I uh, mentioned before uh, we see slamming a power strip into his little duffel bag, you know, stomping out to his car in the parking lot, throwing it in there and slamming the trunk shut. Um, we find out that Brian Koo, uh, for, for all that he's sort of like uh, trying to smile through it, he is he is absolutely like the 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 Wojak who's like has a tear streaming because he. <laughs> 
it becomes clear, like when they interview, oh yeah, you know, I, I hope to be the the first person at Fun Spot to uh, get to the Donkey Kong kill screen. And that would be a disappointment if he gets there first. Uh, speaking about Steve Wiebe, Steve Wiebe gets to the kill screen and within like the hour, I want to say, <laughs> at least that's the way it's edited in the documentary, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, it, you know, like um, Billy Mitchell sends a tape uh, of his new uh, Donkey Kong score sort of like timed in such a way. And he's in communication directly with Ryan Koo at Fun Yeah. Spot. So he's like, yeah, take out the tape and blah, blah. So basically, as soon as Weeby manages to, I think he gets like a 970 something score, which is higher, higher than the, the, the existing high score, uh, mm-hmm. lower than his best score that he sent in on tape. But uh, as soon as they start playing, as he's still trying to play on the other side of the the thing, uh, they're they're watching the the videotape, and uh, he rolls over the the score uh, a million plus, right? Um, right. And uh, there's a weird like uh, tracking issue on the side of the screen, and yada yada. Yeah. yada. They're sort of like wondering about that, and they ask him about it a couple times, but they don't really. I, I feel I like think his explanation is it was like a, it's a dupe. It's a, it's a, a, it's duplicate, a duplicate tape. Yes. Tape. Yeah. But yeah, like at the same time, like they don't really press him too much further either. Right? No, no. Like, yeah, it's like, kind of okay, a half hearted. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Eh, please don't tell me you cheated. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, and when Weeby shows up, he's like, Brian, and asks Brian Koo, can I see it? See the tape as well. He's like, no, it's a one shot. And you're like, wait, what the fuck <laughs> yeah. is happening? It's a tape. Motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. Brian Q is a is a is a highly suspicious individual. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you know the the every moment he's on camera, you know he's seething underneath. Man, he's got like yeah. this little I, little tiny half smile all the time, and I, you know I, that I, he's just seething. Well, and I, I I I don't know if this was just me not catching stuff before, but this time when he does the 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 you know the, the famous bit from this like oh kill screen coming up kill screen coming up and he gathers like the entire arcade to watch Steve Weeby do this I, I it just dawned on me this time that he might be doing it just to, to like, put the pressure on yeah, yeah. to psych yeah. him out yeah. Yeah. to psych him out well because I don't because know why they, I they edit it uh, right before he's or, or in the midst of him sort of like they cut it in between him like going around i think they show him uh they interview him and and show him saying like yeah you know that's part of that's part of you know being a gamer you need to perform and blah blah under pressure and you're like i don't know if it was i don't remember if it's just him or it was him and billy mitchell uh mm-hmm. but there there it's 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 very um it's very cheeky of the documentary to put them both together because if that's I, I miss I may be misremembering, but if they are, they're essentially showing you, yeah, Brian Koo is, you know, the mouth of Billy Mitchell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and uh little did we know that the the Io Sauron wears a USA t- uh, tie every day to work. <laughs> That was that was the other thing that that you know he was like uh, what, what were the three uh, what were the three initials that I put into the machine? He's like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like come on man <laughs> really? Well, but I, I like the and the, the cameraman first says T I E. Do you think the cameraman was playing it dumb a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> uh, Although, but it was funny though because Billy like points to his tie and he's like, well, I meant the tie I was wearing the other day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. I, I, I honestly, um, I, I loved those little parts because it, it really sort of cements just how sort of, just sort of shitty <laughs> Billy is. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and then, uh, my God, like also like just how much of a fucking weasel Steve Sanders is later. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, because th I think that the issue, the, the problem is that Steve Sanders is, is actually, is actually very charismatic. Mm -hmm. Um, like, like, it, like it, in a kind of like, kind of like preacher kind of yeah, way. Like, yeah. Not like, but, but at the same time, like, honestly, when, when he sits next to like later on, when, when they're doing the, the Guinness book of world records, uh, thing and he shows up, mm -hmm. um, when he sits next to Steve Wiebe, he he seems genuine, right? It, it yeah. I, I think that like honestly, what his thing is that he actually does like everybody, but he's also that's his flaw. <laughs> he you know he but I I think he likes everyone, but he likes Billy Mitchell the best and wants to curry favor with Billy Mitchell for some reason. He lives in fucking the Midwest, not Florida. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's very strange because like later when, when, uh, when they're at the, remember they, they go, they actually go to, uh, the Ricky's, uh, the, the wings restaurant. <laughs> yes. I, I hadn't made, made that connection until I rewatched and I was like, oh shit, that's, that's, that's Billy Mitchell's restaurant. Yes. Well, it's his family's restaurant as it turns out. Oh, it's in the family, huh? He, he, he likes to, he, he likes to take claim for, for like, you know being the businessman, but he's really kind of a fail son, actually, mm. in the grand scheme of things. Well, weirdly, his parents seem to think that he is not, or at least the very few uh, yeah. minutes of the interview that we his get. His parents are, are clearly big boosters of Billy Mitchell, and who can blame them? What a remarkable son. <laughs> <laughs> he can play Donkey Kong on one quarter. That's, that is thrift. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so... Like when when they walk into the restaurant and Steve Sanders is oh and uh, unannounced here comes Steve Wiebe with uh, with uh, was that Mark uh, Alpiger yeah yeah he's the one that that talks about the marble madness and wearing the weight yes. loss okay okay go ahead so go ahead give me your Mark Alpiger I've been waiting for this okay so I've I've met Mark Alpiger a couple times um I there used to be uh, a a retro arcade um. In the in in the town that's across the Delaware um, from where I live, and when Denise and I first moved here, um, that they were like the the people who ran this arcade were like some of the first like friends that we made around here, um, and we would go over and kind of hang out at the arcade. Obviously, it was before we had, we you know we we had kids, um, and we heard one at, at one point, uh, and it was just kind of like low key people just kind of like hang out. They listen you know to like different. Music, people would eat, get pizza, you know, like drink a beer. It was just kind of like classic nerd shit, you know, but that like low key 2000s nerd shit. Um, so then uh, I hear that they're going to have uh, a competition hosted by a video game celebrity, Mark Alpiger. Now, <laughs> I, I had seen King of Kong, but I think I accidentally really insulted Mark Alpiger because I didn't make the connection and I like didn't. And like he he clearly wanted me to recognize him from the movie i think and i and i i very much didn't and i kind of felt bad about that but <laughs> but so let me tell you oh, he no. is a very strange he is an extremely strange man nice man i, I he's, he's he was a nice man but he's very strange 
Um, he travels with um, his own supply of soda. God, what what kind of what kind of soda was it? I want to say it was maybe like Diet Dr Pepper, but they were like a particular <laughs> Diet a, Dr a, Pepper. It's a moxie, baby. <laughs> yeah, well, well and he he would get very angry if he thought that someone had taken one of his Dr Peppers um, from, <laughs> from the fridge. And what was funny was like when you opened up the fridge, there would there would be like like a six pack, like you know a six pack of like Diet Pepsi or something, and then there'd be like. Two and a half cases of Mark Alpiger's, uh, 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 you know, soda that was taking up the entire rest of the fridge. Um, so he he stuck around for like a couple of weeks. It, it it seemed like and like he would come by and they did they did like a, a tournament, which I mentioned, and I I did I did very poorly in to the point that like I did I I think I I I, I ranked in joust and maybe centipede um and Ooh. on nothing else, and you needed to rank in at least five uh to, for for your score to even be counted. And I remember by the end, I was very much like, I don't really belong here. <laughs> people, like, even the people who are saying they're having a really bad day are doing a great deal better than me. Um, so, no, he, he's he's just a very, he, he's he's exactly as he appears in, in this. He he He's very serious about Marble Madness um, and uh, Crystal Castles. I think the Crystal Castles is his, his, his main game. Uh, oh, interesting. He really, mm. he really does, um, like, play with, like, a weightlifting glove. Um, <laughs> so, so that he doesn't build up like a uh, calluses and it gives him like gr- greater um, like a uh, ball control. <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> <Crystal> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. And he, he, he does it look like uh, um, the, the relative, what, what is it? The, his uncle from Napoleon dynamite. Very oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Have that same vibe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he does sort of look that way. Right. Uh, uh, he, no, not exactly, but yes. He's also very intense. Um, mm-hmm. He he cannot he cannot talk to you in any other way than assuming that that you are likewise a you know like an an all time expert on classic arcade games. <laughs> so <laughs> so you you'd best be prepared to step up your game. <laughs> well, you, you know, know. <laughs> you know, uh, Kurt. I, I just I, I view it as a, as a positive. He he just he he. He assumes that you're as smart as he is. No, no, he he <laughs> has the samurai way. He 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 has refined himself to a single purpose. <laughs> there you go. Down to a single edge, yes. yes. And that is um Crystal Castles and or Crystal Marble Castles. Madness. Yes, the Marble Madness, yes. Um in in fairness, Marble Madness. Amazing game. Amazing game, especially like the later such ones a, where you such defy a the laws one. of physics. Yes, really cool. Such a trippy game. Um, I, I was, I, you know, which one, uh, I, th- I, I thought I, I, I would have thought that was stereotypically you, Kurt is the, uh, what was the shit? What was it? The skate park one the skate or die oh, skate or die. I, I did. I did enjoy skate or die. Um, the one that I preferred more was the, the God, I forget the name of it. It was on NES too. It was like a, it, it was like a combo skating and surfing one. Oh, interesting. I forget the name of it though, but yeah. All right, so um, so obviously uh, they, you know, th- a lot of drama ensues. Uh, we get a lot of this uh, backstory peppered in uh, about how Billy Mitchell, like sp- specifically Billy Mitchell, owned Steve Sanders back in '82, <laughs> because Steve Sanders yeah. had written an entire book on how to beat Donkey Kong, and he'd basically lied about his high score <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Billy Mitchell just told him, no, 
essentially he said, no, that's, that's impossible. Let me show you how that's impossible. And he played basically a game and got the, the, the 874,000 or, or 600,000 on his first man or some shit like that. Um, and, and just like completely humiliated him. Uh, and, uh, so it, it feels like that, becomes like this weird at least in the documentary it feels like this weird backstory that then explains this strange psychophantic yeah uh, strain that steve sanders has towards mitchell um you know sort of covering for him or you know being his like go-between or messenger it's it's like he's billy mitchell's consigliere or some shit like that yeah Mm-hmm. Very much so. Uh, and uh, and so then uh, Walter Day seems very clueless, <laughs> and, and perhaps willfully so, um, throughout the whole thing. Um, because one of the things, and, and, and we're already going a little long, but I don't know. We, we still have a little bit more to say about this, I'm guessing, right? A bit. Not that much, honestly. Yeah, not not that much. I have a a couple of anecdotes, and then we can go to the to the coda slash epilogue or whatever. But <laughs> but um, I I found it rather telling that after all of this, because after all of this, you know, like Steve Weeby like basically drops drops out. He goes to Fun Spot. He gets owned by Billy Mitchell from Florida. Uh, you know, basically he. He just goes home sort of in tears and says, fuck it. He he sort of drops the, the cause. Uh, and they tell you know, like <laughs> and much like again, we, we've we've been referencing, you know, that 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 Italian thing. But much like um, that Italian thing, he tried to leave, but they drag him back in because the, the camera crew tells him basically that that there's a that Walter Day has been certified by Guinness to record the top scores for them and that that uh, certifying uh, that he has a chance if he wants to certify as the high score for Donkey Kong, but he has to go to Hollywood, Florida. Which is Billy Mitchell's hometown. Like he's he's going he's going de- into Mordor itself. If is you there will. a more yes. cursed series of uh, town and state, by the way, than Hollywood, Florida? It feels like a it feels like a setup and a punchline. <laughs> I mean, given given the amount of chintzy stuff that's in Florida, yes, that is particularly accursed. It's like I'm going to Hollywood, Florida, Florida. <laughs> well, I, I guess I guess it's it's slightly better than Hollywood. Maryland. <laughs> I don't know, man. I there there to, I, is I think there I'd is go to than Florida. I believe there is a Hollywood Maryland. I, I'm I might sure be there wrong. Is. Anyway, uh, the uh, the the thing is that after everything's said and done, like Mark Weeby is not able to really, uh, he he can't se- seem to get himself together. He 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 tries. I think he makes like a high score of like six hundred something. And that's about it. He he is he's not able to really get it, um, uh, you know. In between, like he's able to, I guess, be coaxed away to have like actual family time, vacation time. Uh, we get him. To, he, yeah, he he brings his family along this time, and there's some good shots of his like wife and kids just like staring around, like really bored at the <laughs> arcade. Because because being at an arcade with someone who's playing the games and you're not 
is like sitting at a D and D table and watching someone else play games, mm-hmm. or, or listening to someone talk about their dream, you know, that they had last night. Yeah, exactly. It's it's, it's not fun. Uh, it's fun if you're doing it. Uh, but anyway, uh, but but also like he they they managed to coax him away and and he doesn't touch grass so much as sand this time around. He actually goes and <laughs> exactly. goes to the beach and all that stuff. Um, and uh, we we do get like a brief show with Billy Mitchell, like doing a promenade around the arcade and like just being a fucking dick, like markedly, (laughs) markedly like going, I don't want to hang out. I don't want to hang out too much with certain people. He he doesn't acknowledge Steve when Steve tries to say hi. And then he he says, Hey, Hey Billy. And and then he drops that comment you just said to his wife, like loud enough for Steve to hear, obviously, <laughs> just like, yes, <laughs> loud enough for the camera to pick up, which is like several feet away. So, yes. right. In a, in a loud arcade. Uh, so so I think that circling back to the to the organizational rot, if you will, uh, that that starts to sort of really show in Twin Galaxies uh I just found it really telling that for a movie that is a year before the big financial crash Mm. and everything that we've had, the movie's message is very not message. I, I would say that the ending is very mixed because it's only after Steve Wiebe eats shit performatively for Walter Day for everyone in twin galaxies that they they're finally oh see you're a good sport we're gonna let you bring in the tapes and that's supposed to be a win and you're like what in the fuck did i just watch this for (laughs) yeah i think i think that um when i watched this when i was younger my perception of twin galaxies is very different now you know versus then and it's exactly what you said carlo like watching it now i'm i feel like the the kind of like click dynamic jumps out at me much more strongly whereas Mm -hmm. like when i was younger i was just kind of like oh yeah you know like they're they're the scorekeepers of course you know they've they've been doing this forever like as funny as it is to you know to say uh it it I definitely kind of look at them now and I just go like, what a bunch of fucking assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. This, none of this matters. Like there, there's no reason to be an asshole over this. Literally none of it is important. <laughs> <laughs> Unless, and here's, here's where the, where the epilogue comes in. Right. Because, so this was filmed in 2007. Uh, we, we end on an up note because basically, uh, like we we get a couple of shots where you know Steve Weeby you know like even though like we, we get the feeling that Steve Weeby's actually probably in a he he's he's got a better life let's put it that way uh like he's surrounded by family that's caring they don't understand what he wants to do but they're they're supportive nonetheless yeah uh, he has, and yeah he has friends and stuff he's yeah. he's gone he's gone back to the Shire. He's going back to the- yeah. <laughs> um, but but so uh, after the fact, and I, I do want to say uh, this is j- just after my own personal anecdote. But apparently in 2018, uh, it became clear. And, and I think that you had, you touched upon this uh, earlier, Kurt. Uh, so Todd Rogers had uh, covered for Billy. uh because he went to a weird, it was like a, 
I want to say it was like a, a realtors or some shit uh, convention where they had a Donkey Kong cabinet. Yes. And Todd Rogers was there as an officiating, uh, you know, like like a referee for Twin Galaxies. Um, and he did not mention that the cabinet had uh, a non-regulation, like a non-original. Yes. Four directional uh, uh, joystick, uh, which is what the original cabinet comes with. And and that was another thing. I'd forgotten that inside the cabinet, it had slots in a plus sign. So you could not do diagonals in the original Donkey Kong machine. Ah. Mm. So and the, the, the importance of this is because diagonals allow you to um, sort of like gain momentum. So if you came off a, a mm-hmm. uh, if you climbed a ladder with a diagonal, it'll register as up, but it'll give you the like the 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 in-game mechanics, physics or whatever will give you just an extra boost, so you can you can then jump a barrel. Now uh, would you quicker? Now now would you believe that Honorable Billy Mitchell would do something like that? <laughs> I just well, can't see it, Carlo. Well, in 2020, Twin Galaxies actually uh, actually had so so in 2018, April 12th, 2018. Uh, when I Google Twin Galaxies, uh, you, you know how disarticulates like the most popular page hits mm-hmm. uh, below the main site. The first one is dispute decision. Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong dot dot dot. <laughs> when you click on it, dispute decision. Billy Mitchell's Donkey Kong and all other records removed. This was dated April 12, 2018. In 2020, um, they removed the high score that we saw on tape in the Mm -hmm. movie uh, because it became clear to to the, uh, I think, I want to say that in the epilogue, uh, Marchek basically steps down from, from Twin Galaxies. I wonder if this had anything to do with it. But anyway, the point being that it becomes clear that he had been using an emulator and an emulator allow it. It's got a, a variety of different ways. And, and Kurt, you could probably talk to this a bit more than I can. But from what I could gather is that one of the main one of the first things that you can think about is how an emulator draws the screen versus the original yes. cabinet. Yeah. Um, That's how and, they caught it. Yeah. And there's a YouTube video of this if you want to look it up. Someone mm-hmm. like like uh, broke it down when they originally found this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I I didn't have time for all of that. Oh, yeah, but, no, no. But it, I, be- it's, I believe it's not, it's not it's not that interesting. But 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 so the big thing that an emulator would allow you to do is to pre-record inputs. Um. So mm. what what you can do is is basically like advance the game like one cycle at a time so you move in like ultra mega slow-mo and you Mm. can you can basically record a series of inputs at exactly the right time and then you know like play it back effectively Mm -hmm. um and they basically make it appear as as if it is being played in in real time but it's not actually you know it's it's actually you're, a refined almost like, exactly like you know like tested so it's, so you're you're essentially like almost as if you were playing from the command line yeah yeah or it basically gives you like a rewind button mm-hmm. essentially because yeah. mm-hmm. you can go oh well you, no you, you're not you, like you, you could know. you could pull a prince of persia in real time exactly exactly <laughs> yeah precisely yeah. Uh but anyway, yeah. So so um so my personal anecdote 
So, uh, gents, would you believe that I went to the Nebulous Conference in 2017 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Mm-hmm. Uh, I would believe that. Yes, I yes. believe that. Would you? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Liar. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody like you go to the big city? <laughs> no, sir. So uh, one of the things that I did not put together when I went to that Nebula conference was that at the time, the CIFWA president, Cat uh, Rambo, who previous guest, had uh, basically uh, contacted uh, Twin Galaxies to and specifically Walter Day to design a series of collect, like almost baseball cards for the Sifwa Grandmasters. Mm-hmm. A cool little gimme, right? Um, you know, you, you go to the the conference, you get a little card, and it, you got Peter. I got a Peter Beagle. You know, um, I, I did. I did actually that that conference. He was named a Grandmaster that that year, um, but given the fact that Billy Mitchell was still very much involved in Twin Galaxies, guess who I saw? <laughs> none other. <laughs> none other than the mulleted one himself. Nice. I was like sitting there and and, and I had, weirdly, I guess the, uh, I don't remember exactly if I paid for it or I was comped it, but I was at the banquet, like at the awards banquet, which is an a, a, exorbitant amount more than the conference itself. So I was, I did not, I don't remember paying it, but maybe I did. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> the point being that I was sitting there and uh, I was sitting next to a couple of people who was like, oh shit, I recognize that guy. That's the, that's the guy from King Kong, the, the bad guy. <laughs> like, I, that's exactly what I said. I like, He's the bad guy. Um, um, I, I Googled it. I was like, Billy Mitchell. <laughs> I was like, I can, I, I can almost say his name. Um <laughs> It was just such a weird, uh, like a weird uh, six degrees of, you know, uh, moment for me because I was like, wait, what the fuck is Billy Mitchell doing here? And I, mm-hmm. it, I didn't connect it with uh, Walter Day and Twin Galaxies being like the the, the people behind the Sifwa Grandmasters. Uh, but yeah, like I, I actually uh, breathed the same air as Billy Mitchell. Uh, in 2017 and made it out alive. there we go and made it uh, out alive right before he got disqualified completely <laughs> so, yeah so so all of his scores were stripped but also all of todd todd rogers scores because his false his, his scandal is much funnier um mm. so he was one of the guys carlo who was at that that original life photo shoot um and i i want to say that he had high scores in like grant no, no uh dragster and Barnstormer, I think. Barnstormer, were, yes, were yes. Two of his games, um, and it was it was only a number of years later. Uh, oh, so so when he submitted the Barnstormer game, um, they they asked Activision about the score, and Activision said we we don't <laughs> know any way to achieve that that score as far as we are aware in the games, and Twin Galaxies just kind of went eh. And you know, and accepted it anyway. Um, and his record stood for, you know, like thirty years almost. Mm-hmm. I think um, before until January finally, January twenty eighteen. Yeah, yeah. Until finally, um, I think the dragster was the one that actually got him busted originally, uh, because another like another score that had stood for like forty years, 
and using an emulator and the, the game code, somebody conclusively demonstrated that the score that he claimed to have uh, achieved was just not possible within the game. Mm-hmm. And, and also, it also turned out that he'd never even submitted videos of mm. the scores. He literally just wrote a letter to Twin Galaxies and was like, yeah, I got the score. Well, like, that, oh. that also, but the, I think that that also uh, speaks to how Steve Sanders got his Donkey Kong score uh, right. certified, right? Yeah. Because like, I, I think that, uh, what is it? It's speaking of, yeah, you're absolutely right. It is Dragster. Apparently, uh, he was called by Activision, who asked him to verify how he achieved such a score because they had programmed the perfect run of the game and were unable to achieve better than a 5.54. His time was 5.51 seconds. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because uh, so so like dragster, you have to like shift at the right time, and it's 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 one of those it's it it comes like down to like pixels and like you know like fractions of a second. Yeah, like like many many of these things end up being right. It's it's yeah. obviously like one of the things that struck me is also like the fact that Billy Mitchell's uh, sort of the best time he the the best game he ever had has been sort of like petrified in amber for thirty years, and so you know. You could you could see obviously you could see how someone might become a little protective of that, but at the same time, like it's like, dude, it's I, I don't know what to say. It's thirty years ago. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> give it up. It's fine. It is funny. Like that's got to be so funny to make s- such a stupid, inconsequential lie thirty or forty years ago, and have it just keep coming back and thrown in your face over and over and over again. Until you finally get found out forty years later, mm-hmm. like that, like is you you have to be a certain sort of person to endure that deception, I think, and not have it destroy you. Yeah, yeah. like like Edgar Allan Poe story style. <laughs> so one last question: uh, Who would you like? It, I know that there's been talk about a King of Kong like actual movie movie, not a documentary. Um, I I'm, disrespect I, this director now that I know what his career went. went well, that, yeah. Yeah. That's, by the way, that, that is, disrespect. That is, yeah, like what is it? Uh, bad, uh, bad bosses, and um, what's the other one? Uh, Identity yeah, thief. He, he did a couple, um, like uh, Melissa McCarthy, McCarthy movies. Ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he's like you know like C level comedy stuff. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he's put Steve Weeby in a couple of these movies just as like a cameo. I, I wouldn't doubt it. Like I think that shit's uh, corny, I saw... man. That shit's corny. You, you, how how do you? I don't know, man. It I, I he directed the Baywatch movie too with 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 the, <laughs> the Rock. Is that what, 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 what? Fuck this, man. Like I, I'm so disappointed. I I feel like so many of the people who were like indie successes in that era went on to do to to use a phrase from the game, the most chump shit possible. <laughs> they they chumpatize themselves, as Roy yeah. Schultz says. I, I, I loved, honestly, I, I honestly could not, I, I could not hate Roy Schilt. He's so, he's so like upfront about things. But anyway, my question was, who would you cast as, let's just keep it to like three or four different people. Let's say, Weeby, Mitchell, Day, maybe Nicole, 
uh, like who would you Marchek? Who would you cast as Marchek? Hmm. I, I, I know I for me, I know exactly who I'm casting as Nicole Weeby, and that's Amy Adams because she looks like Amy Adams. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good call. She, she's got maybe Amy like, Adams like June Bug era Adam, um, Amy Adams. Mm-hmm. For Marchek, um, <laughs> I would go with Joaquin Phoenix. Fucking great call. Yeah, I think I think he would pull it off too. He just he, go he, it, just go real go method full, with it. Yeah, he'd go full method and just like I don't know, like just live in one room for about a year just to to get into the character. You know. Ooh, I know. For with Steve, it with his twenty two cat, twenty two pound cat. Steve Weeby, <laughs> I think would be a, would be uh, well played by uh, Jesse Plemons. Oh yeah, you know what? That's a good call. Good call. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. The hardest is Billy Mitchell, obviously. Billy Mitchell's he, hard. He's, yeah. he's such a one well, for I one. Think, I think the the issue is that we already had an on screen uh, performance that is supposed to be Billy Mitchell, and I think he nailed it. Uh, uh, what's his face? Um, fuck, I now blanked on his name. Uh, Tyrion uh, in Game of Thrones. Uh, fuck. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Um, I know who you mean. Um, what is played the by fictional character played by <laughs> Peter, Dinklage. D- Peter, Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. <laughs> Thank you. So he he showed up as uh, a Billy Mitchell, uh, obviously oh, a stand-in yeah. in Pixels. Pixels, right. terrible yeah. fucking movie. Bad terrible movie. movie. Bad movie. Uh, yeah, y- you know. Th- this is one of the things that that annoys me oh, about, oh. about go go ahead go ahead. Sorry, I I just I just had a, a moment because Pixels just brought to mind, you know, who would play a a great Brian Q. Uh oh. Paul uh, what's his face? Paul uh Paul Blart Mall Cop uh, guy. Oh. Yeah, I could yeah. Seth Rogen. Yeah, he would be good. He just just good. give just just all you need to do is like comb his hair like with Briantine, like give him a, a hard part. Like a nerd yeah. part, like Brian Q has, and he's got the look for it. He's got like that weird vacant uh, sort of like look. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Here's so here's my uh, here's my solution for Billy Mitchell. You just cast Billy Mitchell. Hmm. Mm. I think I think he would do it. I think he would do it, and I think he would kill it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's he is very compelling to watch in sort of like a weird. A spider crawled, you know, out of the wall, yeah. ten feet away from me, type of way. You know, you're like, mm. I genuinely can't think of anyone who has his energy. No, any, he's any, any working actors. It's just, it's too unique. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm I'm struck by that that almost like that last bit where they they interview him with Steve Sanders. They're sitting in that booth, and Steve Sanders is like, "Yeah, Steve Weeby, yeah, he's a good oh, guy." Blah blah blah. This yeah. and the other. He's like just being really enthusiastic, and this is this is where I think that he actually is genuine. Yes, uh, I, I agree. That, I was struck by that this time because it it, it he, does seem just, like. Even he's just Brian like super Co- hypocritical. That's the thing. You know? Well, it, it seems like these guys, when they actually sit down and watch Steve Weeby play, they actually do get some respect for him. Because even Brian Koo at some point is like very, very humbled by him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and so uh, when he's like, yeah, building up Steve Weeby, and then they they turn to you know, like uh, obviously the uh, the reverse shot to to uh, Billy Mitchell, and he's like. Uh, you know, I, I don't know the situation well enough. 
And just yes, like with exactly. that dead, that dead <laughs> affect, and you're like, dude, you just shat on your friend, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, granted, he I don't think he thinks of Steve Sanders as a friend, you know. Right. No, he's he, yeah. No, it's his no minion. more than Dracula does. Yes, it's his minion, if, if anything, <laughs> and and yeah. not and not a yellow and not a weird yellow guy. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, uh, man, what a what a fucking honestly. Yeah. I, I wish more documentaries were like this. Yeah, and so as you were saying, Kurt, this is kind of like the last gasp before like these kind of like pop culture documentaries really took off. And um, they and they started getting way more formulaic where, yes. um, you know, a lot more talking heads, a lot more like cutesy animation stuff. Um, oh, like, oh, God, dude. Yeah, can, all that I kind of stuff. It. And yeah. this this is just pure, like, pretty amazing footage. Like, I, I, I do wonder, like, did they how did, I, I have to look up a, a, to see, like, how he came about, started filming we be like even before he like broke any of the records or anything like that. Like Yeah, that is that that did strike me as odd. <laughs> so so oh, that was gonna be one of my closing thoughts, by by the way, is you we, we, we asked earlier, is the character of Billy Mitchell constructed for the film? And I think no. We already answered that kind of, mm-hmm. but but is the my question is, is the character of Steve Weeby constructed for the film? How do you mm. feel about that? Because I kind of lean I I don't buy some of it, mm. I don't. But I, I, I don't buy that he he literally had no history in competitive arcade gaming, and then just was like, maybe I'll do this. Nah. I bet, I bet he was playing. I, I bet, I bet they they made him seem like more of a come from nowhere story than he actually was. Interesting. That's that's I, just just, I, just my hunch. Yeah. No. I- I don't. I don't disagree. Um, I, I don't know enough, but uh, about the situation. No, I don't know about enough about the situation. Yes. <laughs> but but no no. I I think I think you're you're it. You're right because that is one of the counter questions to that. Because so if you know obviously they 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 gave it they gave Billy enough rope to hang himself with mm. in the documentary right because yeah. like. For for Christ's sakes, the guy's like, oh, uh, you know who's most uh, who the best pilot is is like you're the fucking Red Baron. You're gonna give me the fucking Red Baron. <laughs> <laughs> you could like speaking speaking of someone who uh, uh, his his initials in the games uh, high scores were always USA because he had to keep the Americans on top. It's odd to me <laughs> that he points to the Red Baron. Hmm. <laughs> um, but but uh, he, he is very. Um, he's like one of those guys that 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 you could see him becoming like a a weird hustle grind set grifter oh yes oh uh, yes so so it's not it's not it's not really that much of a surprise that they got that footage from him uh i do think that your question is very good kurt uh i do i think i i might be inclined to agree that yeah they they might have played definitely played up the schlubbiness Yes. Uh, um, dude, it's so funny how they even play kind of like early 90s era, like college rock when they introduce <laughs> him to kind of just make him feel like more of a, like like a pathetic dork ass loser. <laughs> and and on the you know what? Like it's it's funny because if you say engineer at Boeing who just got laid off now, I'm like, hey, it mm-hmm. sounds like he's yep, doing yep. that bad. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe maybe he saw the light. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, and I mean, also, like that sounds like a job where you probably made a lot of money. 
That, that too, yeah, yeah, <laughs> Presumably. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like well, you I mean, got they, laid they, off from your, they closed, yeah, from they your closed job on a at house. the glue factory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they closed on a house. And, and like, he, he's, I mean, in fairness, I think that he's... Uh, He's, he, you know, being a teacher, I, I did like the, the students, <laughs> the students yeah. that they interviewed. Those like, were funny. Yeah. Yeah. I did. A, wait, wait, don't tell me it's Donkey Kong. Oh my God. It is <laughs> Donkey Kong. Isn't it? <laughs> it's like the <laughs> teachers here are so weird. <laughs> yes. I like that. <laughs> all, all, all the, all the science teachers catching strays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I, I think that there is a little bit of a buildup. I, I don't know that they 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 constructed anything out of thin air, you know, that, no, that, that no, wasn't no, there. No, no. I, I think that they goosed it a bit to to make him a bit more to, to make him a more compelling underdog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and, and obviously uh, also I, I do wonder about the wardrobes and stuff like that because it, it is funny huh. to me that like you you have uh, a very stereotypical like uh blonde blue-eyed guy very dressed in very pastel colors versus a guy who has a dark beard a dark mullet I, dark mullet that that's a hero, hero superhero I, I have to, I have to say Steve Weeby's a pretty handsome guy Mm-hmm. It, it, like like it it depends on the light and in some shots he looks schlubby mm-hmm. but like if you look up like like a picture of him he's like he you know he's not that schlubby he <laughs> <laughs> well i think that they they play it up is what i'm getting oh, yeah, exactly sure. yeah yeah and like i think that the wardrobe is like a big part of that and and kind of like in the garage of like a pretty nice house it must be said <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Also, I, also uh, like just like buying an arcade cabinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's not cheap. I, and they can. I have to imagine Redmond, Washington is probably super expensive. I mean, it, it definitely is now. I, I it was probably expensive at the time too. I'm not sure, but yeah. But suffice to say, like, I think he'd be okay without the Donkey Kong. But you know, I'm glad that <laughs> I I'm glad that uh, the 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 arc of Kong is long, but it bends towards Weeby. <laughs> <laughs> I, I thought it bent towards Kong because he bent it. <laughs> Isn't that the, the way the game starts? Um, anyway, uh, yeah, I, 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 I just love this movie, uh, this documentary, I should say. Uh, but yes, this, this Kino. <laughs> what? Okay, can you explain Kino to me? I, I don't fucking understand what that's about. I don't care. Okay, <laughs> I have Fair no enough. idea. I, I know no it's idea. a film. I know it's like a making fun of film Twitter thing. I don't know if it's film Twitter making fun of itself though. Like, mm. <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. Okay. And Kino, Kino is like cinema in other languages. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Certainly. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, oh, um, oh, you know, here's here's a here's an interesting fictional counterpart to this that could be an interesting watch at a later date is uh the film Computer Chess. Oh, excellent! Yes, we must do Computer Chess. Hmm. Have you seen that, Carlo? No, I have not. It's it's a mockumentary about um a uh, it's set in like I want to say like the mid seventies maybe or like the late seventies, yep. mm-hmm. um of a bunch of different like computer programmer teams from from different companies or like universities that bring their chess playing computers together to this this like shitty rundown hotel Mm -hmm. um to like have them play against each other basically is is, is this like a land party chess game 
No, it's it's like it's older. It's older than. Well, that. yeah, yeah. It, it, it's yeah. it's it's probably yeah. Land land didn't exist in in 1970. But, whatever. Yeah, and some interesting things, and it's shot like on like consumer grade video equipment of the era, or at least, yeah. or at least is made to look like it. Yeah, so it's it, like it, lo- it, it it looks really good. Like it, yeah. it really does look like like it was filmed in that era, and there are even some genre elements. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. exactly. It's so yeah. It would be a perfect one for for the show. Sounds good to me, man. All right, excellent. On to the docket it goes. All right. Well, I, I think that that um, that proves that uh, that the the king of kings is the only king of cog. <laughs> Jesus. Have you, Chris? Have you ever have you ever played a video game and prayed to RN Jesus? Because that is something. <laughs> That is something that every three, gamer does. The three kings of Kong. The Greek. <laughs> <laughs> they, they brought they hammers, the, barrels, yeah. <laughs> and the power block. No, and the and the spring, the spring, uh, the springs, the spring jazz. Yeah. The spring, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch out with this one. Uh, anyway, uh, gents, thanks for watching this with me and talking about it. Everyone out there, thanks for listening in. Save your quarters for next time, when we'll catch you here on Potside. Put your hand in the air, stop your feet on the ground.